The Cost of Goods Told podcast is made possible by the following sponsors. Chriswell Culinary aims to create a new standard of unique, affordable hot sauces that satisfies the more developed cravings of today. Bernie Brand Texas-style hot sauce is a boldly layered sauce with density and personality to proudly represent Texas. Go to BernieBrand.com to find a retailer near you. That's Bernie, B-O-E-R-N-E, Brand.com. Zero Point Organics grows and supplies microgreens for over 30 major restaurants in the Houston area. Consistently perfect quality in flavor and appearance, their microgreens will be the best you or your customers have ever had every single time. Go to zero, Z-E-R-O, dash pointorganics.com. Welcome to the Cost of Goods Told Podcast. <laughs> My name's Connor. I'm a chef Yala. in the media. For the oh, I only, only had one episode. sip. Episode. Uh, yeah. Y'all yeah. whole season by y'all sips. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Oh, we have a guest today. We might <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cheers. We just started, huh? No, no, we're good. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Salute. Cheers. Oh, salute. salute. <laughs> Are we ready? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping all that in. <laughs> Welcome to the Cost of Goods Told Podcast. My name is Connor. I'm a chef and media producer. I am joined, as always, by my co-producer and again in person, Darren Lafferty. How you doing, man? So you start paying better, no one else is going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to boil down to. <laughs> all it would take is a penny at this point to pay better. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. <laughs> well, we, uh, we're, we're super lucky to be here. Uh, I think with everything that's going on, I think that we could just take a moment to be uh, very blessed to actually be able to do this podcast, have the ability to do this podcast with everything that's going on. I think it would be ignorant to not at least touch upon everything, uh, not to go too deep into it, but uh, just to say uh, that our hearts and prayers are with everybody. Uh, we're hoping everybody's making it through it. We understand how lucky we are to be able to do this podcast, and we could not be more thankful to be doing it with uh, Michelle Wallace of uh, Gatlin's Barbecue. How hey, are you hi. doing? <laughs> I am good. How are you guys doing? So good. So good. So good. Uh, Michelle, it's uh, we've had Greg on to kind of talk about his journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some mentally prepared notes. I usually come with a lot more notes, but again, I left them at home trying to pack uh, up. <laughs> drinking that, you won't remember any I of I know, them. right? <laughs> um, Michelle, why don't you take us through a little bit of your journey um, leading up to coming here at Catlin's, if you don't mind? Sure. Um, quick version is, as I don't know if a lot of people know, but I'm actually from the Midwest. Okay. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, born and raised. Okay. Uh, came here to go to college, graduated from the Texas Southern University. And then um, I got a degree in healthcare administration and I thought, oh my gosh, I did it. You know, everything, that's what your parents kind of want you to do, right? And so I was bored out of my mind, sitting <laughs> in an office. And during my whole college years, I always worked into a, in a restaurant. And um, I just, I love the atmosphere. I love communicating with customers. I love the service aspect of it. And then most importantly, obviously, I love the food. Um, and so uh, at, while I was doing that, I always cooked on the side. And it always came to be about how I learned about technique. Like it wasn't, it was about food and it was about flavors and how you pair things together. But more so about technique. Like if I did this, it will yield me this on whatever food. So if I'm grilling or if I'm sauteing, just figuring it out. And I was just doing all of that on my own. 
decided to go to culinary school in 2009, went to graduated from Art Institute of Houston. <laughs> um, and then there, it just kind of took off from there. Um, I was personal chefing for a lot of professional athletes. Nice. Um, I, you want to uh, name drop? <laughs> I was going to say, you can do it. <laughs> um, I actually cooked a little bit for DeAndre Hopkins. It's probably one of the largest names that Very I actually cool. cooked nice. for. Um, thank you. He's a, a fun, a fun person to cook for. And it was more for, so for his family members than for him. Of course, he indulged, but mostly <laughs> when his family came in town. So, um, <clears throat> But that was probably the largest name. There are probably a few other names, but probably the largest. So um, before you made the jump to culinary school, mm -hmm. was there a personal conversation that you had to have or a conversation with, you know, family that you had to have that like, hey, look, I want to I want to get out of this, you know, um, or try something new? No. Like healthcare, you mean get out of healthcare? Get out yeah, of healthcare. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if you look, think about it, it. They're a lot similar in a lot of ways, but um, not really. I have a twin sister and she's usually uh, somebody I always have a conversation with just because we're so close. Um but when things or my life became more about cooking and for food and people kept reaching out and reaching out and more and more people kept doing it, it was just kind of a telltale sign. And then I was just happiest doing it. Like, you know, going to work, getting dressed, sitting in the office, on the phone. Like, <laughs> I remember my boss used to laugh at me because I would be at my desk and I literally would, like, pace, like, around. He'd be like, Michelle, sit down at work. Or I'd stand up and, like, I'm typing on I couldn't do it. Like, I couldn't do it. <laughs> so I just, it, I mean, there it just... Just, it just felt right to, to be in the kitchen cooking and all of that stuff. So, But there was no real, like, conversation. I didn't have to really mull it over a whole bunch. It was just like, I'm just going to do it, and so I did. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And so then you get out of culinary school. Mm -hmm. How did you find these athletes for the private chef gigs? <laughs> they, it's weird. Like, and once how you can cook I do one, that now, too? Because <laughs> they got the deep pockets. <laughs> it was, um, a, a, a lot of those came actually before culinary school, but it was like once you cook for one, you kind of cook for, you, you know, Spread they start name, spreading spreads, yeah. your name. I also work for uh, Houston's restaurant, and a lot of them come with being located right down the street from the stadium. Um, and just through conversation, you know, I used to not be really good at selling myself. I used to just really just be like, oh. And my sister would be like, why don't you tell people, like, this is what <laughs> you do? And so um, just through conversation, you know, I just start talking, and that's just literally how it happens. I think people are attracted to nice people. For sure. Yeah, I, I, I tend to classify most people in two categories, front of the house, back of the house. Yeah. Did you Do you relate more to back of the house? Because I find you to be equally yoked with both, right? I mean, I think you get in front think, of people and you, you're great yeah. with the interface, and you also make amazing food. So Yeah. Um, I had this one chef that I cooked for. Uh, he told me, he was like, Wallace, <laughs> you know, Wallace, you have a gift of front of the house, back in the house, and you start talking about another chef. You're like, he don't know shit about front of the house. He's just not comfortable with doing it. Um, I don't know, and I think Greg can probably attest to that too. I'm, I'm very comfortable with both. Um, obviously, I love to cook. That's where I, I love to be. But I also love talking to people and, and getting. I just was. We were having a conversation before we started about just talking to customers, talking to guests. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm a chef, so I guess the back of the house is but probably. But you like people. But you like yeah. people. Okay. Good. Well, that's, that, yeah. that makes you a front of the house person. <laughs> so I think I'm equally yoked to yeah. answer your question. <laughs> I, you know, that was a good analogy. I like that. <laughs> it's taken me a couple years to get to know Michelle from mm -hmm. coming to the restaurant mm -hmm. because Greg and I from Greg Atlin's. Right. For those who don't know, right. Greg Atlin's Barbecue, right? We went to the same high school. I finally got the chance to meet him a couple years ago, and then I've just been coming, right? Yeah. Just coming and – 
getting familiar with the the menu and things that are happening and it's taken a while to yeah. peel back some of the onions of Michelle Walls. <laughs> or maybe it's just to get you out of the kitchen. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> the food, I mean, if you're from the Midwest and you're making southern southern foods as well as you are. And my mother's from Louisiana, so I kind of have a yardstick on where, you know, I start to judge things. Right. But, I mean, there's so many things that are so good from here yeah. that you have your hands attached to that I think it's appropriate that we nick we nickname her or maybe rename you. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can get it right. Michelle Wallace, Queen of the Midwest. Nah, that's not right. It's not right. <laughs> you ain't coming. We'll, we'll, it'll, we'll it'll touch come. back on we'll it. We will. But if anybody wants to see how good you are actually in the front of the house, when I was editing the Houston Throwdown, I, I distinctly remember I panned up and you had to talk about what dish you were doing. I literally was just like, okay, you got 10 seconds. I'm going to do this and pan up to you. And you did so well. I was trying to figure out where to fit it in because, uh-huh. you know, there's barbecue guys and they're kind of like, I did brisket <laughs> and this and da da da. I was like, okay, where do I put Michelle, the, literally the star of this whole thing? Like, you were just so awesome on camera and able to, um, you know, talk about what you were cooking and you were excited and just great on camera. I was like, oh, awesome. She doesn't need any direction or anything, but I got to figure out where to put this <laughs> because awesome. it's either going to help the video or, or show that everybody else doesn't know what the hell they're doing in front of a camera or in front of guests. So, That's funny. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I think uh, every dish that I think me and Greg try to present, you know, we try to be innovative, creative, most importantly, make sure it tastes good. Right. Um, and so by the time that you guys end up seeing that dish, the things that we went through <laughs> and, and tested, yeah. <laughs> and then so like by the time you ask, I'm like, man, this is what we got. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> you should try it. So uh, that's just, I don't know. I, I get excited about food. I get I get excited when things work out how it's supposed to. And, and, and don't, you know, we've had hurdles to get through. Sure. But I don't know. It just excites me. So. so, so is food then? Since you come from the Midwest, and I hate to harp on that, right? No, but, it's but, but it's a it's a different type of cuisine. Absolutely. Right? So when you got here, did it come naturally to start playing with Southern food Look, and Southern cuisine? I am all black, right? So <laughs> our what? people come. Yes, my people come from the South. You know, okay. so it's not lost. So. You know, a lot of people have roots, although they live in Chicago or whatever north part of the uh, country uh, that you see, a lot of their, their heritage comes from the South. Okay. And so a lot of those, if it's if it has transported well, you get taught. Sure. Like my grandmother, she was in the kitchen when growing up making tea cakes and, and peach cobbler and, you know, dressing and all like we was frying catfish and having all the same stuff down here. Um, in the Midwest at the time. So, you know, if you're paying attention as a kid, you're, sure. you're getting, you're getting some of those lessons that, you know, you can't get, yeah. you know, in culinary school. So it's easy then, Shell Wallace, Midwest <laughs> queen <laughs> of Southern cuisine. There you there go, you I'll go. take it. I, <laughs> I mean, I mean. Look, We're going to trademark that right now <laughs> for her. I want my royalties. There you go. <laughs> that first cookbook, you know. So as we're sitting here talking, I can see did he, did he leave? He Greg, left. he just okay. went through the door. All right, yeah. I was going to ask him to say something. But so let's talk a little bit about. So we know your food's delicious. Okay. And you're at your Gatlin's barbecue. Yes. And, which is not just traditional barbecue. It's not central. It's not just central Texas no, barbecue. We, there's a there's a host of things. Yeah. But before we get to the food, I want to talk about the journey, right mm-hmm. after culinary school mm-hmm. through Houston's and and who else did you work for and how did you earn your so, chops and was it easy? Was it hard? N- no, it was not easy. Good. Um, my 
my approach to being in this industry because I worked front of the house for so long. You know, I waited tables, I bartended, I did all those things that we do as college students. When I graduated, I was like, how do I, at this point, I'm already older than most. You know, you a lot of these chefs are in their 20s. They're making, you know, a name for them, themselves. They're putting an imprint really early in their lives because that's what they knew they were going to do. I didn't have that luxury. So I kind of joined the game late. And so I wanted to figure out all aspects. So I actually went from working at Houston's. I worked under Mark Holly at a seafood place. I worked at a catering company that we did high-end catering. I'm talking about we were in these houses in River Oaks. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then um, where did I go after that? Where did I go after that? Oh, I think I came here. How many, so how many years of grinding it out and different jobs was that? Uh, from that was 2000, that was probably five years or okay. so. Yeah. After Houston's or including Houston's? Including. Okay. I mean, including. I had a long tenure at Houston's um, just because, uh, matter of fact, Houston's was the very first restaurant I've ever worked in. Okay. Um, but I left it and I ended up going back. Um, the GM at the time, his name was Mark Keller. He's actually somebody who still holds an imprint in my career uh-huh. that I always talk about um, because he taught me like PL, he taught me uh, inventory, he taught me all of that stuff that I never thought I, I, not that I never thought I would need, but he definitely gave it to me. At a, at a time where, you know, it, again, it was just, it was so necessary. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, yeah, he was one of the people who encouraged me kind of to do it. And so that's how I went back to Houston to get that information. I did some back-of-the-house stuff as, as well as front-of-the-house stuff. I think that's where I learned as well how to be so engaging on the front-of-the-house front, front of the house side of it. Um, but, yeah, catering. So I did a bunch of different stuff. So I worked in seafood. I um, Oh, I studied in China, too. Oh, really? <laughs> I forgot I to mention that. Right. <laughs> this was a culinary, a, a study abroad trip while in culinary school. So okay. I spent a, almost a month in China. Very cool. Um, I love Asian cuisine. Uh, you can ask Greg. Greg always says he's uh, part Mexican. I'm literally, like, part Asian. Uh, <laughs> all of <laughs> all my. Bring your food over here. Come on. <laughs> oh my! Any dish you see that usually has an Asian uh, undertone to it is usually me. Greg very rare, will rarely put he's little something. He's looking for tacos. Yeah, he's looking for tacos. <laughs> he, he looking for yeah. yeah. He, he eats everything. But Sne- sneaking into the picture is uh, Mr. Greg Gatlin's himself. He uh, snuck off to get a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. So, Greg, I, I know you have a tight schedule, but mm-hmm. w- what we did want to, we want to hear from you um, without getting too mushy, uh, <laughs> your perspective, because I know that you and Michelle have a fantastic relationship. I've been around, you guys have relaxed enough. It's like brother and sister yeah. all the time, but what you brought her on, I think, 2016. Has it been that long? When you came to the new location, right? You got here in 2015, about a year later. Yeah. yeah. If, oh, if, if the article I read is accurate, God. 2016. Yeah. What's, what's, been, what's been the journey with Michelle under the roof and, and how's yes. she helping What's you been guys? the journey? How's she helping you guys? Or maybe she's not helping. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just her, her expertise and her energy and her, her knowledge and uh, love for food. Um, it's, it's something that you, you, don't, you, you don't find very often in a lot of people. Uh, extremely loyal. Um, well, Works harder than most guys, and um, you know she just she just does a great job. I mean, I really don't know how to put in words, kind of, you know, how, you know, she she just puts her all into it. Like, uh, 
no half ass. It's, it's no, it's no, it's, and it's, it's honestly, it's really hard to describe because when you kind of think about it, you think about when you bring people on, they're kind of like have whatever their own selfish ambitions are or whatever that is, and that's totally fine. That's the, I want you to be ambitious. Yeah, you personal know, growth a, and professional yeah, growth. I, I want, yeah, I want sure. you to, I want you to be that way. But uh, along with that, she just, she just said, "Hey, this is, this is what we talked about. This is what we're gonna do." Let's go do it. Yeah. And there was no, there's no looking back or really second guessing, or um, you know, feeling like, oh man, maybe I shouldn't have. And I think a lot of times when you, when you talk to a lot of chefs or you know those folks that are in the kitchen, it's either their mission is to be, I, I call them tweezer chefs, mm-hmm. or you call you know, fancy pants. Yeah, and so. Uh, some have that that aspiration, just seeing you know everything that goes on on television. You know, food is really sure. very you know in your face and up front and forward now, yeah. uh, a lot more than what it used to be. And uh, she respects the craft. Uh, she does a great job of respecting the craft and like what you know. What are we trying to do with this particular dish? What are we doing with this protein? What are we doing with these veggies? What are we doing with this fruit? What are we trying to accomplish sure. right here? And you know, along with you know, making it look good and, you know, making it, you know, make people's eyes kind of, oh, wow, sure. it tastes good. Yeah. And so, you know, when we, when we, when we sit down and we, and we, and we do things, it's, I, I, I people really probably don't know that it's not, they probably just like, oh, you know, oh, they're doing whatever they do, you know, mm-hmm. it's probably separately. But we, when I say we go to the lab, we literally sit down and we think about what have, you know, hey, what do we want to put in this dish? Sure. And, you know, she'll say, "Hey, I think I think we need to do this." I was like, "Ah, come back in." <laughs> <laughs> and then, you I know, get reeled in all the time. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. <laughs> it always feels good, but I would I would think that from a business perspective, yeah. it'd be like a well, maybe, okay, maybe next week. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, I get too far out there, and it's like, "What are you thinking?" And it's like. My bad. <laughs> you know, it was like they're too ambitious. No, okay, she was like, "Yeah, we don't need to do that." You know, and so it's it's good to have a respectable, you know, opinion and uh, working relationship to where you say, like, you know, I respect what you're saying, right? You know, and I know it's coming from a good place. Yeah. And whatever you you know whatever you're putting out there, your name is behind it. The company's brand is behind it, and so. That's how we, like, that's how we roll. Yeah, you know. So 2016, when you came on board, that was at this location, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. And how long had this location been operating? A year, a year and some. Yeah. Okay. So not only did it come with the Greg Gatlin kind of reputation from previous location, mm-hmm. but it already had a year. So that, you know, it's kind of like what we talked about with, you know, either pitmasters or new chefs in the mm-hmm. kitchen. This still has the Gatlin's name on it. Mm-hmm. How, how did that pressure feel like first day in the kitchen, you know, because, you know, by then you had been written up and there had been awards and things like that. You're kind of coming in and it's like, hey, don't, don't f- it up, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've said that to people before. I honestly did not necessarily feel that pressure. That's I really, awesome. truly didn't. I had heard of Greg. I didn't understand the magnitude of what Gavin's barbecue was prior to me working here. That's most of us. Yeah. And um, 
you know, I only grew to learn that after being here. So when I started, I'm like, you know, let's go. Like, let's do it. Uh, we, we randomly met, which is crazy, at a party of two mutual people that we knew. He actually knew the husband. I knew the wife. Okay. And we were at the same party. And I was just like, I remember seeing him. I was like, oh, ain't that, that's that barbecue dude. Like, <laughs> I'm like telling my Literally sister. Literally what she said. <laughs> and so <laughs> she was like, oh, let's go say hi. I was like, do you know him? And she was like, no. So she was just like, went to go say hi. I'm like, this is how my sister's a little drunk. This is like a birthday party that we were both at. <laughs> And so if it literally wasn't for my drunk twin sister, I probably would have just let him be and not even spoke to him that night. Yeah. Only because, and I told him that all the time, it was like a Saturday and I'm like, oh, he's outside the restaurant on a Saturday night. I'm not gonna go talk right. restaurant right. with this guy. You know, I think he had, you had, uh, Amy, was your on. wife was there when she was, I guess your fiance at the time or yeah. something. Uh, and I was, was like, yeah. 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 yeah, I was like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna go interrupt their night. Like I'm not gonna do that. I had a tux on that night. That we had gone to uh, the uh, Houston Restaurant Association gala. Oh really? <laughs> and so I made it to the party after. I was like, I told you know Roy and Michelle. I was like, hey, I'll try to make it. You know, as soon as we as soon as we get back. And so I was probably overdressed for the occasion, but yeah. you know it was cool. Better to be overdressed. Yeah, than yeah. That. And so uh, like I said it was yeah, it was it was how neat. It, started. it was really it, it was, was it was like, really cool. I'm by the restaurant and like blah blah blah, yep. and I'm like okay. I just, I just thought you know how people would talk sure, like right. yeah, call me babe. You know that was thing. that was pre big time. That was pre this location, right? No, that was that was it, that was here. that was you this location. We we were just okay. getting we were just getting okay. into mm -hmm. uh, into this location. Yeah. And our friendship just kind of th grew through conversation. And then I was telling him kind of what I wanted to do. And he's like, do you have time to come in and sit down and talk? And I'm like, okay. That actually sounds just like <laughs> 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 I was about to check my mic. Right, like, right. Was Greg talking? Yeah, right. <laughs> Brother and sister relationship is <laughs> That's literally. But no, I honestly, I I only didn't feel the pressure because I was ignorant, if you will. There you go. That's okay. So, Sometimes it's great. I just didn't. Scary. I just didn't understand the magnitude of what it was, and I didn't understand the magnitude of barbecue mm -hmm. at that time. Like I truly, I didn't. And so now, knowing what I know now, uh, yeah, you would have been more nervous. I would have been a lot more nervous. That's yeah, awesome. a that's, lot more nervous. That's great to reflect on. <laughs> so you walk in. You know, you're having the conversation, everything. You're looking at the pits. Are you going, all right, first thing I'm grabbing is Aaron Franklin's book, or what are you trying to do? No, to, to I don't even know who that book? is at the point. At this time. <laughs> I don't know anything you know, about she, Barbie. She talks about her dad. She talks about her dad. I talked about, about my okay. dad the whole time. Like, I was like, yeah, my. So, again, you know, I'm from the Midwest. My dad grilled any at any moment. <laughs> I mean, I've been in snow grilling with my dad. I've been in rain grilling with my dad. I've been like, you know, my dad grilled. If somebody want a hot dog, great, let's pop at the pit. <laughs> like, eight hot dogs, like, you know what I mean? I took, I understand that smoking and grilling are very two very different things, but that was my point of reference at the time. Wow. So, um, you know, that's yeah, just yeah, kind of how. Yeah, you turn the grill on, <laughs> throw yeah. the stuff on. Yeah. I didn't get, I, didn't, I just didn't get the magnitude of barbecue, but I, I enjoy it. I love it. Like, I, uh, Greg's father uh, always said, Mrs. G, he's always like, you just jumped two feet in. I was like, G, because I, I just wanted to know. We were talking about that earlier. Like, I'm, 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 I'm driven by learning 
uh, what I don't know. Yeah. And I didn't know any of this. And I was like, oh, this is not going to get me. I'm going to get it. Like, yeah. So that's kind of how I approach it. Because we've talked to Wayne Mueller <laughs> and uh, Ara kind of about their, their journeys into barbecue and so forth. And mm -hmm. you're talking, you know, when, when I asked them, I was like, you know, is it, is it, are there things that kind of cross over and things like that? And they basically said it's tomatoes and oranges or, you know, whatever. It's, it's completely different, Absolutely. you know, uh, not one can translate to the other and the other one, it's very hard to make that transition. Um, so, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, they are not similar and you can't approach it that way. And I, I don't think I ever tried to, I don't know if you can agree with that. Same are you on the pits? You do you man the pits? Mm -hmm. You do it all. Yeah, yeah. load Good. the pits. Do I do everything? Look, where's my? I got war wounds. <laughs> well, that war could be wins the show. <laughs> Based on how I look, that could be from anything. But these are from region in on the racks. I got it. <laughs> so you earn those. So scars. I do. Yeah, I do. I I do it all. But I wanted to. I didn't want to. Girly, girly it up and be right. like, a, I've never been a dainty kind of girl. I've always been kind of, <laughs> you know, tomboy-ish uh, to a certain degree. But I never, I never try to make it dainty or cute. No, I, I, I like, I want to get in there. I tell the, you all the time, I'm like a little boy up in here. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that separates Gatlin's as well, and I think we talked about it a little bit on our podcast, Greg, was the kitchen is actually designed mm -hmm. as almost part pit room. And part kitchen, yeah. you know, there's a line yeah. element to it. There's you know, burners and everything. When you came on, what was mission number one that, that you both kind of came to an agreement with? Like, hey, you know, I want you to take over this portion of it or, hey, we need to elevate this. What was kind of mission number one bringing Michelle on? I think the biggest part was just getting comfortable with the atmosphere and kind of what she was dealing with. Uh, a lot of times you... You try to get into the process too quick. You, I want you to hey, know your people, know who you're dealing with, and then, uh, of course, we're going to get into the process. But familiarize yourself with kind of who you do, who you're dealing with day to day, because if you if you if you can't necessarily integrate yourself with the people, forget the process. People you step know? one. Yeah. Right. And so we said, hey, let's you know let's get situated with whoever you got in here. This is this person. He's good at this. He's good at this. He's good at that. So she knew who she had yeah. as far as a resource. And then she was willing to take on the information. She didn't she didn't present that she knew everything or you know, she's like she was like, Hey, I don't know anything. Tell me tell me what you want me sure. to know. And so then she took that and then she took the skills that she had as far as, you know, culinary school, as far as just cooking, you know, at home and because a lot of you have to feel this stuff more so than it's just, you know, it's this, this, and you got to feel that. Yeah. You got to feel that recipe. You got to feel what that it's dish is going to be. And so she has that, that, that other piece that some people don't have. Some yeah, people can know. Yeah. And so that's stuff you can't necessarily coach. And so that's what I that's what I recognize in her just from our conversations, sure. you know, uh, in the beginning. And so uh, I knew that I knew that she I knew she had that other piece. So she and then she had the drive to go and do it. So it was just like, hey, here's the information. This is what we're going to do. And so, you know, so, it so once she got past the people portion, past mm -hmm. that test, right? Mm -hmm. Then she got past some of the intangibles. She yep. can relate. She can figure out the system. She can navigate. What's the first item? You guys collaborated on, and is it still oh, here today? 
Yeah, oh, so the first one of the first things she brought up was that damn bologna sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looked at me crazy, which, which, by, by the way. way. I love yeah. that bologna sandwich. He looked at me crazy, like, by the way. I was like, I was like, you want to make bologna? I was like, like, I was like, like Oscar Mayer bologna, and she's like, she's like, ah, it's a little bit different. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, let's just take a look at it, whatever, you know. <laughs> she must be a Cardinals fan. So you know, she and, and there's a funny story that goes with that as far as. She she talks about this blood sausage that she used to. I was like, dude. I was like, blood sausage. I was like, she was like, yeah. She was like, I, I tried it on everybody. Nobody really likes it. Uh, so they said, you want me to like the bologna just like they like the blood sausage. <laughs> and so I was like, I was like, okay. Just, you know, that aside, you know, let's 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 see what we got. I was like, I like bologna. I was like, I like a bologna sandwich. Yeah. Like that's a that connects yeah. with Absolutely. a part of you that's comfort. That's a part of you. A part yeah. of you that's you know. <laughs> You know what we what we had, you know, and so she said, "All right." She's like, "We're gonna go grind the meat." And I was like, "Okay." And I was like, "I was like, I'm gonna go do this." And I'm like, "All these tools from home, I'm making the meat grinder. I'm like excited beyond belief." Yeah, and she's like, "Kid in the candy store." She's like, "Oh, it's gonna be so good." I like, I hope it's good too. Right, right, and so. Once we once we once we got to the final product, I was like, and I, and I think so. I think the bologna sandwich initially may have had like lettuce or something on it, and we were like, nah, don't do that, and don't do this, yeah. and and so when when the final thing came out, I was like, that dog gonna hunt. Yeah, that's gonna hunt right there. Did you did you want to smoke it from the, from the beginning? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had been making this. This wasn't uh -huh. my first time making right. it. Right. So I right. had been doing this. I had been doing our pastrami. I had been doing all of this stuff. On, on already like that was just something that was already in my in my works i don't know i have a love affair with sausages and, and cured meats and stuff so uh what? <laughs> nothing i'm just eating my sandwich um but yeah no and so i that, it wasn't my first go round, but i right. knew once I got here, I got familiar with the smokers. I always tell them, like, we can smoke anything. <laughs> you literally can. You, li you literally can. I mean, you literally yeah. can. Yeah. And so I started throwing a bunch of stuff on a smoker, and that was it. And one time, uh, Daniel Vaughn was here yeah. when we had put it out. Yep. And we were, at that point, we were still just tasting. We hadn't even, like, pushed it out. And you end up, like, making one for him. And he was just like, what is yeah. this? Yeah. And did Greg take full credit for it? You know? No, he oh, never did. <laughs> 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 I told him from the beginning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm very lucky to work with somebody who doesn't look to take full credit all the time. You know what I mean? Or at all. You know, I don't ever think, you know, he ever says, well, I, I, I don't think that's in his vocabulary when he talks about the success of Gavin's Barbecue. So. No, because even on yeah. our podcast, I remember Greg bringing up the whole team and talking about yeah. how it's a collaborative effort, and that was yeah. really refreshing to hear. Yeah. Not that the other guests haven't been doing that, but a lot of them Absolutely. have been self-built and things yeah. like that, and they've had to you know, do 99% of it on their right. own and things like that. Right. But those who have had the opportunity to build a team um, have always talked about the collaboration, and Greg was very outspoken. Yeah. Um, about you and the rest of the team as oh, well, especially cool. since it is family yeah. or an extended family, extended a new family, family yes. you know, like official <laughs> family. So, well, yeah, man. We're going to take a quick break uh, for okay. a word from our sponsor. Uh, it's just a quick part between one and two. Okay. And we'll be right back with uh, part two of the Cost of Goods Told podcast. Show us. Yay.
The Cost of Goods Told podcast is made possible by the following sponsors. Criswell Culinary aims to create a new standard of unique, affordable hot sauces that satisfies the more developed cravings of today. Bernie Brand Texas-style hot sauce is a boldly layered sauce with density and personality to proudly represent Texas. Go to BernieBrand.com to find a retailer near you. That's Bernie, B-O-E-R-N-E, Brand.com. Zero Point Organics grows and supplies microgreens for over 30 major restaurants in the Houston area. Consistently perfect quality in flavor and appearance, their microgreens will be the best you or your customers have ever had every single time. Go to zero, Z-E-R-O, dash pointorganics.com. Yeah, they are, they are outstanding. The wings, the fried chicken, I mean, all, and I always tell people, I said, look, yeah, I love gallons. I don't eat the barbecue. Okay. <laughs> oh, you don't. Not anymore. <laughs> the wings, the smoke bowl, the fried chicken, the fried fish, uh, and you know, the pastrami sandwich. And they're like, well, that's a barbecue. big deal. I don't know about the barbecue. That's, that's good. That's that. You know, it was, it was funny. Is that we never people they they're so hooked on barbecue that they don't even step outside of that totally box. Agree. And then totally when agree. they step outside the box, they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like really? Like, <laughs> Chicken pie pies, people going crazy for. Yep. Oh, yeah. I tell Greg, I was like, they just. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 she's like, you think they're gonna eat chicken pie pies? I was like, yeah. Like, just yeah, try The it. very on. first time we did it, we sold out in 30 minutes. Oh, shit. And I was back there hand doing. <laughs> it was, I think I made the very first time I made like 50 or 60 of them. Oh, shit. Yeah. We sold out in 30 minutes. Yep. 30 minutes. Awesome. I was like, 30 minutes? You know how long I've been back there. I was like, what? 30 minutes? So, so now, that, like, is that a weekly special or just that's random? Just whatever. Uh, just whenever you feel random. Like, it's kind of random. Punishing uh, yourself. Just whenever you feel like punishing yourself, then you're like, whatever. <laughs> when fried chicken day? Is there a regular fried chicken day? You know, we didn't do fried chicken at all this whole time. We just didn't. I was so nervous about who's actually going to show up and who's not. Yeah. You, know what I, you know what I think the, the, the issue is? Is that so when you have really good fried chicken, you're going to have to wait for it. Mm-hmm. The perception, yeah, the perception of the barbecue joint. Man, I just need to get my stuff and I need to go. And so if they order the chicken, then they're waiting on their barbecue yeah. or whatever that is. So you just kind of... You're always trying to trying to play the balance game sure. of how long they're gonna wait and all that kind of stuff. And you know, some people some some people know that it t- takes a minute to get yep. fried chicken right, and other people are just like you don't have it cooked already. It's right. not under the heat lamp, you right. know. Popeyes, you're right. Yeah. And so, you know, trying to manage those people because those those people will be the people that'll start. Those banging. people are the most vocal people. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of like. Want to get into it, you know? When do we want to do it? Maybe never another location. That's always we've we've, we've, we've created we've we've created another another concept specifically for seafood and, and chicken, but we just yeah, we, haven't, we haven't put it out and pulled the trigger on it yet. Too funny. I know, we, I know we're so rolling. Funny. I just, Are I just started rolling? recording because this was too good to pass. <laughs> on, so I just, I hit record on everything. So I was like, I Sorry, I can only hear it from the top, but I wanted it. I wanted it so damn bad. I was like, this is so good. This is great. No more booze for Connor. <laughs> <laughs> we're off the railroad, guys. 
Totally. Yeah, don't let the guy who's driving the bus, you know, <laughs> crazy. Have another so sip. You stay as long as you want. Okay. But I know, I know you. You gotta stay there. Gotta stay well, good. We're just scared of Michelle, you guys. Yeah. Nowhere to be. Yeah, at five o'clock in the morning. She don't have to be nowhere till five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That is right, right. <laughs> Wake up from a yeah, yeah. I'm usually here by like four thirty, four forty-five. I'm always early. Making fried chicken. I'll I'll do that one morning just for you, and I'm gonna text you. You let me know. I want to be on that course. Go ahead, go ahead and go. Let's, let's go. I'm gonna go get some birds. Okay, I'm we'll, ready, we'll put him in the brine. So, so you can stick around. He's I'll gonna go get birds. No, 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 no. <laughs> so my boy can have his fried chicken. <laughs> you do it more often. It wouldn't be a problem. We're gonna fry some chicken one of these days. Well, I feel like fried chicken and brisket have something in them because once you have it. You, like two days later, you're craving it. Like yeah. good brisket, I'm yeah. like, oh my god! Like I couldn't eat barbecue again. The next yeah. morning, I'm kind of like, I need some more. Brisket. I need a little bit of brisket. <laughs> yeah, to chop it up, throw it in some eggs, and then yeah. like you know, two days later, I'm like, I gotta get barbecue again. You barbecue. Know? <laughs> How do you do with eating so much barbecue and stuff here and there? You stay fat. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't eat it enough. You guys have so many items that I can connect with. Nice. It never gets old. Nice. Like I didn't know until we did the photo shoot, right? Yeah. Fried fish. All yeah, the things. You, really and then like... you, you just elevated the chicken to another level when you brought out that hot honey. I'm like, yeah. oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go hold you now. It's just so, there's just, but there's so sure many. It's so the terrible. <laughs> there's just so many things that you guys offer that go back to the comfort food. Good. The chicken pot pie was another thing. You yeah. see the frozen swans and chicken pot yeah, pie. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So yeah, just yeah. saying that takes me back to a time when, hey, man, my parents are at work. Yep. And we're alone man. also. Man, it get was after school. school. That was after school. Was chicken pot pie. Yeah. Chicken a la king. Yep. Chicken pot pie. I mean, those things bring back great memories. Absolutely. I really do think that's how a lot of Greg talk about this all the time. People like to, people don't get me wrong, people like to go and they like to try these new places and they eat bone marrow here and, yeah. you know, foie gras there. But ultimately, they want something that they can connect with um, that course. reminds them of something Absolutely. that's some, super satisfying. And I don't think you, you can get it with whatever it is, but I think you get it more with that type of food. I agree 100%. There's, um, you know, there's different types of cuisine, different <laughs> levels of cuisine. There's some things I don't relate to. I don't relate to bone marrow. That's just not how we grew up. Mm -hmm. But man, you talk about putting a roux together, immediately flashbacks to <laughs> the kitchen window being open to the street in the neighborhood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why needs to call me to come home because I know it's about to go. <laughs> right. And it's time to go. Did I, so, I, so we passed the roux test on our gumbo with you. You did. Yes, You good, did. You good. absolutely did. I'm not a seafood guy, but yeah. I ate every bit of it. Good. I gave good. it to my wife. I'm like, she'll pick the crab. I'm yeah. like, I'm cool. Yeah. But, you know, fried pork chop. My mom's heating up that bacon and grease. A little bit of extra new grease to thin it out. <laughs> Man, I can tell you about that cast iron. I tell you. So I think you're absolutely right. People look for a way to connect. Sometimes, you know, people that are around food enough eat with their eyes as well. So yeah. just, it's not just about let me just taste something. Right. They see it, they're attracted to it. It brings back some emotion of connection. Mm -hmm. That's how I am. So, how do I do it? I just. I, yeah. I eat the food I like to eat that yeah. brings back, you know, good memories. But you, yeah. but you have a new generation of diners that are one possibly growing up on not home-cooked food. Mm -hmm. um, and For then sure. also who are Very eating alternative versions of food, whether that be plant-based diets mm -hmm. or, you know, very... Right. 
eclectic diets, mm -hmm. uh, things like that. And you almost have to appeal to that as well. And that's a very tough balance to do. It's a genre. You know, it's a tough so. genre to be in. I don't know. How do you, so let's talk about that. How, yeah. I mean, you're classically trained, right? Mm -hmm. And you come from not a restaurant background, but you're obviously very successful, right? And you found the area where you like to be with some elevated foods, with some, some uh, crafted foods. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about like plant-based proteins? And do you see that finding a place on your menu? Or do you say, hey, look, we got all the vegetables you want, right? <laughs> and by the way, we got meat too, if you can yeah. mention that. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think, um, I, don't, I don't know what the future of, of that type of food is, that Beyond Meat and yeah. all that. Uh, impossible, uh, burger. impossible Burgers yeah. and all that other stuff. I think it's very popular right now. Mm -hmm. To me, it speaks as if it could be something that is a trend. Um, I think it's going to be based on how people continue to eat over time, whether or not, you know, veganism is going to be still hot and popular. Um, it has a level of trendiness right. to me. Yeah. And so, although I think it may survive, I don't know if it'll survive at the rate that it's going. Do you have clientele coming in, inquiring, asking for, requesting have you seen a dip in your business? They may not. They may not ask for it specifically. They may ask, you know, hey, do you have anything gluten free or something like that? Right. But um, I think our I think our goal is to we're not going to be everything to everybody. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, hey, we're going to stay in our lane. We're going to do what we do. We're going to be able to. We have the ability to explore. And, you know, to bring, say you say you don't like bone marrow, hey, what do we do with the bone marrow to make him like that bone marrow? Oh, I can make how do we, it. How do we, how do we, how do we, how do we, how do we connect to it? Yeah, and so how do we, how do we get, how do we get the millennial group that's dealing with the, the, the eye appeal? How do we get them to deal with the elevated dish <clears throat> and really go back to, hey man, you know, you don't even know what your grandmother used to cook. Right. Eat that right there. Right. Yeah. And then, you, so if you if you have the ability to be able to mix those two things, but not elevate to a point to where it's not recognizable. Sure. Uh, I think you have something that's special there. And then, uh, if you're able to connect with them just as people, you know, doesn't matter if they're 55, it doesn't matter if they're 65, it doesn't matter if they're 25, mm -hmm. because I think everybody that's that works here at, at Gatlin's. Has the, has an ability to connect with somebody, you know. Miss Mary is somebody's grandma. Yeah. That comes in. Yeah. You know, yeah. hey, I'm somebody's you know older brother or something that comes in. Michelle, somebody's older sister, you know. And so, or that's hey, that's my that, that's my grandmother right there. Mm -hmm. Hey, sweetie, how you doing? Come give me some. Come give me some sugar. She don't even know her. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know her. They, they don't even She'll know be like, her. They're my baby. And so it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, that integrating that with food is to me is, is the is, is the, the kind of recipe that I think you have to, to, to kind of look at. And then uh, the minute you lose the personal touch with somebody, I don't think your your success rate long term sure. isn't necessarily going to be. People, you may people definitely dying out for an experience. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of times the experience includes uh, the aesthetic of the building, the music that's playing, the food that looks good on a plate. And sometimes they don't have the level of uh, being personal with you as a part of the experience. Yeah. And so I think we, we try to do that extremely well. And so I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, what sets us apart from it. 
do you feel, and, I'm not, and this isn't supposed to be a political question or anything, nor is it supposed to be a trigger question. I, I had to preface it, it because Which means it's, it will be. well for someone. <laughs> yeah. But this is honest. This is an honest question. Is that in the world of barbecue it is, and in the chef world as well? I mean, you look at the James Beard nominations. You look at those who are getting written up and uh, acclaimed in the culinary world. It is not. It is not widely African American. Do you find with your barbecue that you are introducing people to a culture that they may not be familiar with at times, uh, introducing them to a cuisine that they may not be familiar with because the barbecue is the draw, and then they say, oh, I'm going to try a different side than what I could get at, quote unquote, a traditional barbecue restaurant? And if, if that's not an appropriate question, please let me know because I, you know, these are, this is a learning experience for me too. Yeah. Uh, I think absolutely. There are a lot of people who, who hear about uh, Gatlin's Barbecue, and, and when I'm out, the first thing they'll say is, oh, I heard about the brisket. It's really good, and the ribs are, are really awesome. And then they come in, and they got collard greens and yams on their plate. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is this? <laughs> so absolutely, I think, I think that is fair to say that there are people who don't uh, have a connection with uh, Southern cuisine and some of the dishes that we do. Um, extremely well that are, are southern and, and, and based in our history of, uh, of cooking and, and kind of growing up uh, being black and, and, and learning from my, our grandmothers and all that stuff. I think absolutely. Because I think it, it'd be it's a great quote unquote gateway food, you know, to yeah. like you know kind of introduce that side of things and get them to open up and yeah. and also interact. You know, as, as silly as that sounds, you know, yeah. I think I think borders and walls need to be broken down between cultures and ethnicities or, or whatnot. You know? I, think, I think as long as people come in open, they'll be able to get what, what they're open to. Yeah. You know what I mean? If somebody's closed off and all they want is their brisket and their ribs, you know, get some damn good brisket and ribs, right. <laughs> and they'll go about their business. You know, we can, and they'll have a good time here for that moment, and, and they go about their business. But, you know, if they want to tap into something more, that's here as well. Mm. So, so what, what about yourself kind of coming up now in the barbecue world? You know, you've obviously been very much close, uh, closely associated with Gatlin's and the mm -hmm. success of Gatlin's and the, the new things on the menu. But also, hey, you know, the barbecue hasn't suffered. You're going out to the uh, throwdowns and barbecue events and things like that. Yeah. How is it as one, a woman and then two, an African-American woman? Uh, as a... a, a a black woman in this in this thing it's really uh it's weird there's no one else i've not come into outside of a couple of other owners mm -hmm. um i think over at southern q i've met his wife mm -hmm. um but i don't i don't i've not met another woman who has uh, my angle you know she's not a chef you know she's in it her husband started this mm -hmm. so you know she works in it because you know she's his wife most of these women are, are wives of the husband who do what they do, um, and you know, I've not really met anybody else who was kind of like me uh, in the barbecue world. Um, but it's good. I mean, I don't think I have. I sometimes feel like we, you know, we put out food, we put out amazing food, and we put out amazing dishes, and we do things so creative. Uh, Sometimes it feels as if it, it's not fully noticed. Sometimes it feels like we do. Sometimes people take notice to some of our creativity and uh, you know they, they comment on it. So it's a weird position to be in, I don't know. Yeah, because I think the, the kitchen is one of those places where it's like every kitchen that I've worked in, no one gave a about 
you know, yeah. sexual orientation, color of the skin or whatnot, get your job done. And if you can't do the job, I'm going to rip you a new one just Basically, like I rip everybody else. But yeah. if you can do your job and you can highlight your station, well, sh you know, keep doing it. And I'm going to right. you know promote you as much as possible. And, and a little bit like, like what Greg touched on earlier about getting to know the people, you know, most of is everybody was guys at that point. And I think a lot of that, like, oh my God, here's this chick in the kitchen. What does she know about barbecue and, and, and cooking food and stuff? So um, you almost have to, you have to prove yourself mm -hmm. that, you know, I can get it done. Almost but that's just as women in a kitchen. That's just women in a kitchen, in, in any kitchen, in every kitchen that I've ever cooked in or, you know, I've, I've run or I've managed. That's just, you, you have to prove yourself that you can get it done. I think it's everybody, but I think it's more so women. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because so. I think Erin uh, Fijis has talked about that and her experiences at Per Se and some of those great restaurants in, in New York. Uh, we had uh, Jennifer from 4J Brewery kind of talking about the brewery experience too. Owner, I mean, yeah. You know, business owner, owner brewer, you know, working working just as hard as, you know, chefs do, you yeah. know, to, to put out a great product. And, you know, it's kind of a guy's club type of thing yeah. in, in, in those worlds. So, yeah. you know, I thank you for being so open yeah. and honest with no, us. I it's, appreciate uh, that, you, you know. know. I, this is one of the reasons why I do, I take it extremely serious because I never want to be looked at as someone who's just playing around or she just thinks it's cute or, you know, I want to I wanna be able to prove myself just like everybody else. And, and I, I do, there are a lot of times where I do feel like we have to work doubly hard. And then as a black woman, you got to work even harder. You know, am I knowledgeable? Am I capable? Am I, you know, all these things that they look for and can you get it done? I think I think you get it done. It. I, I mean, I <laughs> when, when we research for the show, right? Um, you, you can read countless articles, and I read six or seven today from periodicals locally and mm -hmm. in a, around Texas as well. And there's always a mention of of how Gatlin's has grown over the years. Mm -hmm. And you've been here since 2016. Your name is mentioned every single single uh -huh. article. So the fact that you say, "Hey, I, can, can I do these things? Mm -hmm. Can I present well? Can you're doing?" Them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so you deserve that credit. <laughs> um, you deserve the fact that you're you know, you're being recognized. And I think in due time, you know, Erin Feejis, right? Erin Smith Feejis, she does a great job. Yeah. And, and she's part of a husband and wife team yep. that runs successful businesses. Evelyn Garcia, right? Mm -hmm. Chef, Chef mm -hmm. she does a great job. And yeah. She's getting her time. Yeah. Um, everyone will get their time at some point. And you're not questioning that. But what I'm saying yeah. is I see you moving closer to that spotlight. Oh, nice. And we'll, we would be extremely happy for you. Yeah. For that. So, yeah. Speaking of move into the spotlight. I know COVID's kind of done a number on all plans and things like that. You touched <laughs> upon it a little bit, but what do you see for the future of Gatlin's, even with COVID kind of going on and then beyond that for yourself as well? Um, we have this conversation all the time now. <laughs> uh, what's next for us? But I tell Greg all the time, it's, uh, it's you know, the restaurant is going to, the restaurant industry is definitely looking different, um, as everybody knows. And it's going to, how do I get my product in the hands of consumers uh, so that, one, it still tastes amazing, it still looks amazing, um, without compromising what it is that you do. Um, I think there are going to be, I think people, we were talking about this earlier, people are going to be, you know, as I talk with customers that come in here, some of them don't, they don't mind going out, hey, it's, it's, everything's normal, I'm going to dine out. Some people are wanting to go, so making sure that those things are packaged to go, they travel well, they make it to their plates at home, uh, great. Um, and then some people are, are leery, they're like, oh, well maybe, you know, I can just take this with me and maybe I can cook it at home, mm -hmm. or I can reheat mm -hmm. at home, right. talk about packaging uh, barbecue to go. 
So I think the future is going to be a combination of it all. I think uh, the, co the consumer is going to be like, okay, if I feel like dining, I want to make sure that that dining experience is great. If I want to take it home, I want to make sure that that's also is great. If I want to do it myself, where can I get some product to make sure that, you know, I can do this at right. home myself, but still something <coughs> good and satisfactory that ain't hamburger healthy. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's not necessarily changing the menu to be something for everybody. It's adjusting operational procedures to be the option for everybody, whether they want to take it in or they want to, you right. know, take it to go. You were kind of talking right. off mic about, hey, if they call and they say, can you put it in the trunk of my car? Hey, just tell me what, what car, Absolutely. you know, your car, your make, model, right. and color, you know? Right. Like, you know, we, we'll bring um, it out. Yeah, I was, I was mentioning earlier, I was like, we never really put anything out publicly about, you know, is our dining room back open? It's not, I, I felt like our approach was just like, we want a service. Whoever's in front of us, whoever's mm -hmm. making up an order, what are they comfortable with? Mm -hmm. If they're comfortable with coming in, you know, placing their order and waiting, we want to make sure that that's safe and, and, and they feel comfortable in doing that. If they want us to bring it out to their car, that's what they feel, great, let us know. Where are you? Okay, great, got it in. We'll see you next time. So we want to adjust to each person that comes in because we want them to be comfortable. It's just like, you know, we talked about earlier, it's like coming into our home, you know, you want that customer right. or your, your company to feel comfortable and that's literally how we want everybody who walks through that door to feel when they come in and place orders, so. Yeah, so we've <laughs> talked about where you've come from, mm -hmm. a little bit of background, yes. some of the journey through the culinary experience uh, where you've worked. For, for young girls, young yeah. women in the hospitality industry, what do, you, what do you want them to know about your legacy? What do you want them to know about Ooh, good question. Michelle Wallace? <laughs> because, I, well, let me, let me. She's mean as hell. Greg tell me I'm mean all the time. She's mean. Hey, you have to be mean just, to work. She's just mean to me. She's just mean to me. All men are assholes. So you got to be mean with us. <laughs> but but you, you have risen to, in my own opinion, you have risen to, to a level that is respectful, mm -hmm. that has earned the right to speak your mind, to yeah. be creative pass along several dishes. Mm -hmm. What do you want young women to know about the hospitality industry in general Yeah, and, and how they can be successful? Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> but I would just tell, you have to take it all in one. Uh, and what I mean by that is you have to be uh, open to learn and then you have to be confident in yourself. Uh, once in making decisions. This is this, I mean, this whole thing is just about making decisions a lot of the times. And so you have to be able to make them quickly. Some on the fly, right? Some okay. <laughs> make them smartly while being quick. <laughs> um, and, and, and still try to have some kind of fun while doing it. Um, the, the hospitality industry is completely about relationships. Relationships with customers, relationships with your counterparts, relationship with the people that you're managing. It's literally about relationships. And if if you can get a team of people to one, respect you, respect what you're doing, I think then that in turn garner um, a whole team of just hardworking people. Uh, I respect them, they respect me. Now we're working together for sure. the greater good. Um, so I, I, what do I, I want, young women just I mean it's it's hard work it's it really not work. people think that coming into a restaurant people are just waiting tables or they're just cooking mm -hmm. it is truly hard work and it's it is, it's you have to be able and willing to sacrifice time your body mm -hmm. you know 
uh, to, to this craft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very, it's, it's just tough. Yeah. And so um, you got to be able to and willing to get down and dirty with it. And if that's not something you're interested in, you can't half-ass it and, and, and expect to be great. So it's safe to say develop thick skin? Absolutely. Take things with a grain of salt? Absolutely. Uh, look for the failure look. is failure is uh, it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. you know, I mean, in any aspect of of growing mm -hmm. as a person, yeah. you know, you have to fail once, twice, three times. You you got to get it wrong sometimes so you can get it right. You said it earlier, and it was about being uncomfortable. Like growth comes from being uncomfortable. Absolutely. You know, when I was on the sales side managing lots of salespeople, I always told them you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable mm -hmm. because in that moment you can then make decisions that are best for long term yeah you know so so you don't just shut down right so i mean I, you know i i try to, to teach the young guys that just be comfortable being being comfortable being uncomfortable yeah. and then have thick skin and, and you're gonna fail you're, you're gonna, not a millionaire not. nobody's a millionaire overnight no. nope. yeah. so the real story is you, know, you work hard you put your time in um, you pursue one education, it might not be for you, so you go another route, but you yeah. never gave up. You never quit. You just kept spinning. Yeah. Kept spinning. Good. Yeah. I, it's a journey, man. It's and journey. I've, I've... It's a marathon, not yeah, a sprint. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a marathon, not a sprint. I'm certainly grateful uh, to be where I am uh, right now. And I, I tell people all the time, like, I never feel like, you're talking about, man, you are really... I never feel like I made it. You know, I always feel like there's so, I, there, there's something more. Like, I'm yeah. not there yet. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not there yet. So that's like, I, as I sit here today, I'm always like, I ain't there yet. Like, I'm not there yet. What? I, there's more. There has to be more. There's sure. something more to do, to learn, you know, to grow grow from. So I need to learn how to relax and enjoy where I am at right. times. I get that a lot, a lot of the time. Um, but usually, <laughs> now I'm going to change my, my <laughs> Michelle Wallace, <laughs> West Queen, right. Southern Cuisine, yes. Via Gatlinburg. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really grateful uh, to Greg because he's never, I've had, at the, matter of fact, at the same time um, I came to work here, I had another job offer and I, I chose to come here um, <clears throat> only because that I, through our conversations and just getting to know him, but uh, the growth of being creative and, and, and dealing with food was mm -hmm. definitely a lot greater here. And so I was like, okay. And then he's never, he's never, you know, stalled that. So I'm always grateful for that. Well, this has been an incredible podcast. Yeah. Uh, much like our podcast, Greg, uh, I think we talked about the barbecue for about 5% of it. Yeah. But we get more comments on the life stories that you shared. Michelle, Absolutely. I think it's going to be very much the same thing okay. because Absolutely. you've been very open and honest uh, with everything <laughs> and talking about the journey more so than, yeah. hey, this is the type of wood we use or, you know, yeah. this is how yeah. the barbecue kind of goes. And um, that is is wildly valuable and I think is, is something very special uh, about the guests that we have on our podcast. Yeah. And we could not be more blessed to... Uh, to have both of y'all sitting here and, and, and talks about that. This was this was an absolutely incredible episode. Come, come, come to speak of it. We have great guest selection. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up. Give it up. Yeah. Right, right. Touche, right. There's something. There's something.
hired that co-producer. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 You like that? Right? Like it is not under a hat. Can you believe it? I never see you without your hat. Beautiful. That's great. I told Greg, I was like, I'm going home to Dubai. He was like, why? I really did. I was like, really? I'm going to show my hair today. I'm not going to be under a hat. Hey, we, we appreciate you coming on. Thank, Thank you. you so much. I for appreciate you. you guys having me. I really, really do appreciate it. For that. the insight and letting your walls down, letting us get to know a show walls a little bit. Thank Greg, you. thank you for the Amen. for joining us. It's long for the ride, brother. It's a long for the ride. Thank you for my That's what I do. At least he's not going on about the podcast. It's really good. It's good Right. Thank you for bringing that up every time. Listen to you up every time. Grease the wheels on this podcast. Michelle, if people want to follow you and your journey, where can they find information about yourself? I am on Instagram at Between the Slices, on Twitter as well as Between the Slices, and then Facebook just as Michelle Wallace. So follow. You'll find a lot of stuff from Gatlin's Barbecue, but a whole lot more. Uh, between the slices came just because um, I actually was going to open a sandwich uh, food truck yeah. uh, when I met Greg and so that was kind of part of the whole between the slices sandwiches oh, yeah. kind of correlation so that's not dead by the way that's not dead which in turn is why you have that bologna sandwich and stuff so those it. are all you'll see some uh, good photos of some cool sandwiches on there but uh, yeah Excellent. That's it. Very cool. And if people want to know what you're cooking up here at Greg's, uh, sorry, at Gatlin's. Greg's. <laughs> <laughs> like you trying to get me killed, man? <laughs> My mama watching this. <laughs> Mama Connor don't know what you're talking about. Oh, right? Connor 19 destroyed this restaurant. Good God. Oh, no. Oh, no this will be interesting, right. Connor. Thank you. We need to keep it simple. Great. Yeah. I'm going to exit stage left. I'm going to get you. Let me call her right now. Oh, he ain't know what he's saying. Oh, he didn't. He didn't. Thank God for the power of editing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone wants that bologna sandwich. So that's yeah, that's barbecue. That's classic. So, Greg, if they're looking for you, where are they going to find you? Uh, 3510 Ella Boulevard. Yeah. Uh, I'm here either in the morning or in the evening. How about social media? Uh, do we have social media? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you you so, <laughs> Instagram, Gatlin's Barbecue. That's B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E. Uh, Twitter, Gatlin's BBQ. And Facebook at Gatlin's Barbecue and Catering. Um, Y'all are currently those? doing dine-in, mm -hmm. pickup, mm -hmm. delivery. Mm-hmm. Through third party or just no. through, okay, just large orders. Just large orders, yeah. yeah. Okay, so catering kind of, yeah. kind of type of deals. Yeah. Okay, yeah. wonderful. Well, yeah, perfect. Absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah. Give us a call seven one three eight six nine four two two seven. Keep us busy. Vanna White, y'all. Vanna White. Vanna White. If not now, more than ever, yeah. uh, support local. Support great, you know, great businesses like this one here. Uh, again, cannot thank y'all enough for you know. Sharing your dining room for us to record here and sharing your stories. Uh, this has been absolutely awesome, and it's been 
Uh, really cool since it's been two seasons, because uh, I, I, I can't remember what number, but you were an early yeah. episode, Greg. Yeah. Uh, when we Congratulations did on that. Your, your podcasts are great, so I, I usually yeah. try to catch them when you post them. So they're really awesome. You'll listen to this one, that's what yeah. <laughs> my mother, My mother will be listening, so she's like, right. when is it again? I'll send it to you. Oh, Cheryl, that was so nice. <laughs> well, everybody say, hi, Mom. Hey, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, for all our listeners, like and subscribe. Five stars, five stars. We're out.